Hello, and welcome to the DC Fempreneur Podcast, a community for local DC area female entrepreneurs that collectively seek to combine and share skills, knowledge, and expertise to help impact and grow their businesses to make them more purposeful, profitable, and sustainable. Hi there, Lisa Shapiro, founder of DC Fempreneur, and today has definitely been an interesting day. For the first time, we hosted a virtual coffee chat this morning. Very interesting, right? What is it about having to wait for a pandemic in order to network from the comfort of our own home, from our own computer? But this is how we're going to have to pivot and alter the way that we're doing things now. With this virus scare, we're having to make a lot of changes to the way that we are connecting, the way that we are networking. And we know that as a small business owner, businesses like yours may also be experiencing unexpected challenges, like trying to put new systems and tools into place to pivot to online and to thrive online. So We're trying to come up with new programs to support you, and we're committed to providing you as much support as possible in this very difficult time. So as an immediate response to need, we've been launching two different mastermind programs. One of them will be um, launching, launching next week, but we're having an information session on Wednesday. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is about how we had this virtual coffee chat today. So there were six other local female entrepreneurs that joined us, as well as myself, or a total of seven. And we used GoToMeeting, which is different than our usual Zoom. And it was nice to be able to have an opportunity to talk to each other. And my big takeaway from today's coffee chat, even though I wasn't drinking coffee, I was having a protein shake, is something that Valerie Jackson said, is a saying that she had heard and she wanted to share. It goes like this. When fishermen can't go to sea, they repair their nets. Isn't that neat? When fishermen can't be at sea or can't go to sea, they repair their nets. And it struck me because I feel like that's exactly what we're doing. Some of us are having the opportunity to slow down and to catch a breath and focus on some of these things that we have been meeting to get to, but we haven't. So one of the things that I have been spending a lot of time on recently is learning more about crowdfunding. Understanding how crowdfunding platforms like Kickstarter and Indiegogo and iFundWomen all work. And rewards-based crowdfunding is one of the largest forms of crowdfunding and one of the most profitable. And these sites don't charge the people who donate money back to the projects, but how they make money is by taking a percentage of the money that is raised during the course of the project. So I've been spending time um, researching about crowdfunding, not only because this month, I mean, the startup social event that we were having this month was canceled, 
but, um, or I should say postponed, but I've been interested in it myself, mostly because I'm starting to take a look at the idea of the Fempreneur Collaborative, a space where we would be able to convene together to continue to support the DC Fempreneur community, a place to gather, to be able to host our own events and meetings. And it's been something I've really wanted to work on for years and years. So in response to looking for success stories for the Startup Social, I reached out to one of our new DC Fempreneur members, uh, Kate, who is the co-owner of The Rowan Tree in Herndon. And if many of you don't know, they actually had a very successful uh, crowdfunding campaign before they opened Rowan Tree. They raised almost $40,000 through crowdfunding by offering founding memberships through their crowdfund campaign. And so I've been talking to the founder of iFundWomen. Her name is Karen Kahn and talking about setting up a crowdfunding campaign. And also another entrepreneur that I met through the Startup Social Pitch Contest, his name is Josh Hu, H-U. He has an app that's called Share, and it was actually perfect for this kind of situation that we are, we found ourselves in right now, where the app allows you to go to a store or go someplace, and if you see an item that you think somebody else would want, like toilet paper or maybe some other kind of paper good, maybe medicine or a type of food. If you think that there's something there that's needed, you can take a picture of it, you post it online, and you're able to get take money right there from the app. So it's a combination of you know person-to-person, social media plus e-commerce. And I've been working with this new company this um these guys these veterans who are trying to get this app off the ground and one of the suggestions i had for them was to create a crowdfund campaign because as they roll out the new version of their app in the next week or so and they're looking to get the word out that crowdfund was a good way to do that it gave people something to do especially in this time where a lot of us are a little panicked, we're full of anxiety, we're wondering about what we're supposed to be doing with ourselves. And so I thought the crowdfund campaign was a really good idea. So they set it up on GoFundMe, but I'm really looking at setting up a crowdfund campaign on iFundWomen. And they have a really good program and they have a proprietary method that they use to teach female entrepreneurs or or anyone really that wants to have a successful crowdfund campaign, they walk them through this method that they use, which walks you through the first step is honing your pitch so that the person who's getting ready to put together like their video or their pitch deck, they can clearly articulate what they're wanting to accomplish with their campaign. The second is their network mapping. So understanding who is in your personal, professional, and social network so you know who you are selling to and what they might buy. Also, 
mapping out your network gives you a really good understanding of how many people are in your network and what they may end up giving. So let's say you have 100 people as contacts in your phone and let's say you anticipate them donating maybe a dollar each. Well, then you know that that could be maybe $100 or or $300 depending on, on how generous your network is. But if your goal to fundraise is $2,500 and each person gives, you know, two, $2 or something like that, using this kind of map gives you an opportunity to discover how many people you need in order to reach your goal. So that's the networking map of that. The other part of their method is they call rewards P&L. So helping you plan out the rewards that your funders will want to buy and getting your campaign and getting to your campaign goal. So crowdfunding essentially is the idea of reaching a set a set amount of money with small increments that are given by a lot of people. So small increments a lot of people. So you're not, if you're looking to raise $25,000, you're not going out looking for five people to give 5,000. You should expect that you're going to, you know, just for easy math, 25,000 people that give a dollar. So the other part of that, of course, is knowing your own brand. You have to have some basic fundamentals, you know, your own name, owning your own domain, and some of those, some of those um, branding uh, collateral, as we would call it. And then, of course, there's the figuring out your message. And I think what's really important about crowdfunding is that you don't necessarily have to have your own network already set up. You can build that. But I think that having a built-in community like DC Fempreneur... You know, we have, what, 940 people in our Facebook group. Imagine if each person in our Facebook group gave a dollar towards the opening of a collaborative space, like the Fempreneur Collaborative. Imagine what that would be. That's $940. That's pretty helpful, right? Imagine what it would be if it was $2 a person. But I think the real trick here, and that was um, an email that I was going back and forth with the founder of I, I fund women is she was saying that the real key is your rewards how you set up your rewards because apparently it's uh very tricky to try to figure out at what level people will give and what to give them at what level so there are some you know people that maybe for $100 you get a t-shirt and you get a mug or something like that. But for a collaborative space, a co-working space, most of what people are going to be offering is a founding membership to that space. Some founding memberships like the the um the I think it was called the Coven in Minneapolis they raised more than $315,000 and but their package that they were offering was $1800. So, if you're wanting to be a founding member of that space, 
you were going to essentially pay $1,800. And of course, I don't know exactly what all went into that, but the idea is that they were providing a community, you know, the coven was a community for the people in an active community for women in Minneapolis, and they were wanting to set up uh, a space and they were going out and selling memberships um, as part of the reward. Something else was, you know, for $100, they gave you what they called a thank you package. So two tickets to one of their events for you and a friend and something like that. I've, I've also seen it online where there was another co-working space. I forget the name of it. Um, but they would give a social media shout out, like a thank you on social media, and then they would list you on their website. So uh, apparently the key to crowdfunding is really using your network and being really creative about the rewards. At least that's what I'm learning. So, you know, since we're fishermen and we can't get to sea, we're repairing our nets, right? So we are going out and looking for things that we can work on that we've been thinking about getting to, but we haven't had an opportunity yet. Um, Some of the things on my list are setting up the crowdfunding campaign and uh, recording a video, working a little bit more on the podcast, um, setting up a really good schedule to get people more on more aligned with interviews. We've kind of been a little bit lackadaisical about that. And the blog schedule that we set up has been really successful. We've had a new member contribute to the DC Fempreneur blog once a week, and that has really gone well. And another schedule that we put into place a few weeks ago is scheduling our members to go live in our Facebook group. So I'd like to kind of move that up and get that a little bit under the way, underway a little bit quicker. And um, something that I think is really kind of fun is I saw on a website with recommendations of what to do with your teenager since all of us are, are homebound. One of the recommendations was to spend an hour to get your teen to teach you something that you don't know, that they know. So I have already asked my son, Alexander, who turned 16 on Saturday, March the 21st, to spend an hour with me to teach me how to edit sound with Audacity. So maybe what I will do is I will take this podcast recording and have him download it in Audacity and remove all of my ums and some of the things that I just naturally... If I just, you know, fumble my words a little bit, I can clean that up. So I think that will be interesting. If you're interested in seeing that article, I'm pretty sure I have already posted it on the DC Fempreneur Facebook page, the public page, not necessarily in our group. Some of the information that I post on the public Facebook page can be slightly different than when I post in the group, but I think that's okay. Um, let me see if I posted it here. And one of the other things I wanted to mention before I uh, say goodbye for this episode is um, to invite you to check out 
all of these new masterminds that we are putting together, you can visit the website at dcfempreneur.com slash mastermind. There are going to be two. The first is launching, or the information center uh, session is Wednesday. And it is a mastermind that Mary Sue Dahill is putting together. It is called Pivoting Your Biz to Thrive Online Mastermind. And the idea is that it can be a really big shift to transition your business to work online. And so in this mastermind, the three-month program, because all of our masterminds are three months long, but this time instead of meeting in person and then a two-month, a two-week follow-up accountability call online, all of it is going to be online. But we will convene bi-weekly and this mastermind teaches you how to leverage digital tools to set up your business to operate virtually, host your meetings online, and grow lasting relationships so you continue to grow and thrive your business virtually. So the idea of getting comfortable with virtual video conferencing tools, um, and she will also talk to you about uh, a special software that she's working on, a new CRM, which I am absolutely interested in learning more about. So that information session will be held on Wednesday, March the 18th at 4.30 p.m. There is a link to sign up or register for the information session on the website, dcfempanora.com. And also the second mastermind is with uh, Dr. Alyssa Adams. And this three-month mastermind is about helping you to create the necessary foundation for your business to get clients. And it's a no-fluff group coaching program where you'll work on three essential ingredients for a successful service-based business. One, creating a clear niche message so you can stand out in a, in a crowded marketplace. Two, creating a compelling about page so that you can connect easily with your potential clients. And three, creating a strategic networking plan so that you can develop a strong referral program. This mastermind launches April the 8th, but the information session is actually tomorrow at 1 p.m. The information sessions will be held online on the in the DC uh, Fempreneur Facebook group, which is different than our page. If you um, want to visit our page, it, the address is facebook.com slash groups slash DC Fempreneur. D-C-F-E-M. P-R-E-N-E-U-R. Okay. I hope, I think that's everything. I wanted to cover a few things, but um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I can be reached via email at lisa at dcfempreneur.com or you can always send me a message online. I hope you are staying healthy and well and if there's anything that you need to support your that you need to be support to feel more supported during this time, please do feel free to reach out to me. Okay, take care.